Let chaos reign. Chaos reign presents high value men. Does your environment affect your value? With my special guest, I'm Mary Brown. Broadcast September the 20th, 2020. Enjoy. Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information.
information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In a world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, rape, and all forms of atrocities that plague the world in which we live in, what you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos, and it'll take a more greater or extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, black people. This is chaos here. Tonight, we have a very interesting topic and uh, interesting um, analysis and probably a more in-depth look to the subject at hand. But before I tell you tonight's show, would you be so kindly go to talkresolutions.com. On the website itself, you see not only a three-point plan, you see the list of black owned banks. You also get the latest articles, news, etc. on the website. So if you want to catch or up-to-date to what's going on around the world, and say so you can check out talkrealsources.com. Also, we are also on YouTube as well. You can type us up, Talk Real Solutions on YouTube. And you can now see us simulcast on Facebook as well. Type in Talk Real Solutions on Facebook. We are the lion picture avatar as representative of Talk Real Solutions, so you can't miss it. If you type it, you'll see it. So if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not following on Facebook, just give us a nice like button and follow along. Some of the episodes are on the Facebook page. YouTube will, once it's back up, or will be there'll be streams on, I believe, Summercast on both outlets. But only time will tell. But for now, to catch this recording, you you might have to be on like the show on Facebook for now. And like always, this will also be on Chaos Rain channel as well. So, you know, you'll catch most of my broadcasts on to the channel as well. Um, one little short thing that caught my attention, and I might talk about maybe down the line. I've noticed that the president has now, I guess he made official, banning TikTok going forward in this so-called upcoming election cycle um, for reasons to me, I guess they didn't want China watching and inspiring what the American people are doing here in America per se because they do collect data like any other server because anytime you get or download any app, you do not read the terms and conditions that they are taking your data to analyze it so that way they're able to market you and manipulate you for what you see through the algorithm throughout the Internet. And, you know, we do have hackers out here that will hack that as well, depending if you don't got the best um, wires protection software. I would tell most people, you know, if you're a person, you are, you are doing such work, 
and you try and make your information more private so no one knows, I would say you better off just learn some little IT tricks of the trade to protect yourself. Or either if you go and not to do all that and be lazy, you better spend that money and buy that um, extra protection software. So that's all the announcements I'm going to make right now, and that's the only little thing I'm probably bring up for now. But nonetheless, we are going to start the stream and start the show. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents High Value Men. Does your environment affect your value? Very touchy subject. And I have a special guest for me that will me and will go into this. I'm going to open up the lines. I'd like to re- welcome back here on Talk World Solutions, none other than the great liberator himself, Amiri Brower. So, Amiri? Hey, what's going, what's going on? What's good? What's good? Welcome back again to another installment here on the Cast Rain podcast slash YouTube channel. So, what's good, Amiri? You know, at times people have been asking about you lately on this platform, but they know when you come on, you bring down the hammer of intelligentsia. You get me? Right. Yeah. So what's, what's good? up, man? I, I mean, nothing. I'm just, you know, trying to maintain, um, trying to, you know, um, really get this business off the ground that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to, I'm trying to do. And hopefully, with enough time and effort, it, it's success. It's successful. Mm-hmm. I see. So you said we, you said tonight we're discussing high value men as an environment. Is that what you said? Yeah, the subject is dealing with mostly does your environment determine your values in regards to high-value men. Because as you know, we live here in America, which is operated and controlled by capitalism. So before you go down your rundown, um, I'm going to read down the six points. And mind you, the six points was created by another consecrated by Mr. Samuels himself, Kevin particularly. Um, You could also find him on YouTube, on Patreon. I think he's on IG and all other outlets. It's a very, he's a very well-spoken um, man. I think his background, he is in sales for, I believe, over 20 years. And now he is an image consultant, uh, I believe life coach, and his reputation speaks for itself. So if you want to find more information on the brother himself, look him up on YouTube and all other outlets. Or you can just Google search him. So you can find from yourself and watch and have a get more feel of the brother. So let's run down the six points from Mr. Samuels. You ready? Yeah. All right. These are the six points and what is a high value man or what is what people should look for in what what is high value man. The first one, point number one, money. Roughly ten K per month. And normally this was the um, what they call the six-figure modem back in the 80s, but we got to understand that we have to account that with inflation and all stuff now today because this term was created back in, um, from what I heard from Mr. Samuels, in the mid-80s, 84 particularly. So now 10K is just being easy, you know what I'm saying, just to be put in this map as one bullet point of high value. Um, I'm not sure if you want to talk about that or, you know, you want me to keep going down um, to the whole I list. Mean, 
I mean, no, I, I, I hear what Kevin's trying to say, but... You know, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm going to do? You know, I got this bad. Let me read it all down, and we're just going to go straight okay. for it. Yeah. Number two, the length of time, performance length of time, roughly three or five years. Most of the benchmark is five years of making this money, this 10K. So if I do my math properly, 10K for every month, that's 120 a year times five. We're looking at roughly almost $600, if I'm right. Might be close to 600 But nonetheless, that, that's the length of time. Five, five years is the benchmark. You want to keep consistently making that money. Bullet point number three. Group acceptance by other high-value men. That means you got to be accepted in the group you're in. Um, bullet point number four, network of high-value men, first, then, and others. So not only you have to be accepted in the group, but you have to have a network of in the group that is connected to other men that is high-value. Number five, visibility, positioning, and incomes are LinkedIn level. So that means people got to notice, see you, and on the average, recognize you. And LinkedIn is a big um, platform to show people's performance, what they do profession, all stuff. And it shows their portfolio of performance. So the visibility shows that they could find you throughout the internet and say, oh, this is what his brother, this is what he makes, this is what he's positioned. And I say, oh, I understand who he is. That's visibility. And finally, number six, utilities, usefulness to the group and others. That means if you're making this money, you got to be useful in the group. That means you don't keep the money to yourself. You have to be able to use your money and be useful to help others, you know, grow within that group. So these are the six bullet points that it was put out. Now, mind you, he says he's not the creator of this. This has been always been around since, I guess, existence. Now, I'm not going to say that's right or wrong, but I will take his word for it since he's the one that came up with the term itself, the six bullet points of high value man. Now to on to bigger things. I'm Mary Brown. Now your take analysis or breakdown of the high value man. Um, I mean, <clears throat> you can he can make those those assessments, uh, but I don't I don't think by any stretch of the imagination it uh, it's absolute. When you're talking about being a high value man, that's something that's going to be subjective. You know, it's not. It's not uh, it's not universal. See, and, and, and the thing that we have to keep in mind is that environment is what informs value. Because you can take a man who has all those things going for him, and you take and you put him in an environment of being in the jungle or a wilderness or in the mountain somewhere, and he's not going to be high value. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's going to be of very little use to that situation in that environment. So if you take that guy who who within this artificial environment of modernity and you consider him high value and you take and you place him in an environment of of being in the forest somewhere away from civilization and then there's another guy who that's all he does is he does he lives in the wilderness and lives off the land and hunts and fish and does these other things. He don't have any of those things going for him, but he knows how to fish. He knows how to start fire from scratch. He knows how to to, to, to navigate the terrain, understanding that moth, that uh, moth grows on the north side of a tree so he knows where due north is, then he's the high-value man in that environment or in that situation. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you can, you can make those 
assessments, and you can say that, but it's, it doesn't make it absolute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's all about environment. It's all about environment, man. And so for me, uh, just existing in, in this grid of modernity that we exist in, I like to keep things in their proper in their proper perspective. You see, I like to keep things in their proper perspective. When you're talking about money, what you have to realize is, is money is a fleeting thing. You can't have money and spend money too. You see, especially when you're dealing in, in a system of fractional reserve banking, where where money isn't worth the paper it's printed on. In terms of actually having and controlling resources, what is it that 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 brothers, black men? Control. What natural resource do you control? You see, your value proposition is going to be based on that reality. See, and this is why even in a lot of the, the dialogue in uh, the, the, the manosphere, who some would call the wanosphere, because they always seem to be complaining about something, they, they talk about this inverted um, relationship dynamic between black men and black women, but it's because the, it's because the woman has a natural value proposition, and that's a womb. <laughs> like you can't create it, you can't create another you without her. You see, you can't have children without her. So her, her value proposition is that's just something that's that's clearly evident. And so, but in modernity, what happens is because we become more dependent on mechanization and automation, then it it lessens uh, the value proposition of men. That's why you have women now who feel like they don't need a man because they're not dependent on a man to provide for them economically or financially because you're dealing in a system of fractional reserve banking and where you have no control of the natural resources. So you, you don't control any waterways, you don't control any any land, any crops. You're talking, you're talking entirely about... Um, about uh, you know just these these modern things and modern amenities that we've become accustomed to, which is why he mentioned something like a LinkedIn. How are you going to mention something like a LinkedIn, and then say that oh, this was around since eighties? But I don't think I don't think LinkedIn was around in the eighties because you didn't have the internet the way you have it now. You see, I do think that um, that there is something to be said about the way a man is able to maneuver in his environment. I think ultimately what makes a man high value is his adaptability, the ability to adapt to any environment he's in to accomplish what he needs to accomplish. Like even in terms of what you're talking about manhood, as I've defined manhood, man is, manhood is simply the ability of a male to execute his will. You see? So, I mean, I understand what he's saying. My, my, my only objection to that would be what makes what, makes what you're saying authoritative. Okay, okay. Um, the number to call in to tonight's stream is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code 915-411-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents... High-value men. And does your environment affect your value? Um, you know, one thing in regards to the bullet points, which I find very unique out of the six points, is that a lot of people, especially the men in our group, get caught up is the money. 
And to me, I have no problem with the money aspect, nor I think it should be more because if you got to put into inflation, it should be roughly over 20, close to 25K a month to make it totally almost a quarter million dollars a year. But yeah, you how just, just, just to be 10K, that's just being nice to, to the average person yeah, that don't even. But, but, but I, I, I'm not going to act like the brothers are wrong to, to, to take some, mm-hmm. some humbridge, to take some humbridge with that assessment. Like when you see, when you see brothers taking, taking that type of uh, disposition in terms of the money, it's, it goes back to what I was talking about. They don't control anything. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we're, we're not a we're not a producer class. We're a consumer class. We're a consumer class. So even when you're talking about 10k a month or 25k a month, I think what we what we don't realize is that you're talking about re, meeting a benchmark of quote unquote being of value that's becoming less and less prevalent. And, and this isn't something that's 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 merely affecting brothers, but it's affecting white society too. This is why you have the opioid epidemic. In white in white society now, all up through through Appalachia, through those, those coal miners in West Virginia, those those uh, shuttered steel mills and, and textile plants in in um, in Middle America, you see. So so and, and this is why. So but see, when I talk, they act like what I'm saying is incorrect. No, you you it's not my fault. You don't comprehend what I'm saying, or you don't comprehend the issue as um, as astutely as you think you do. You see, because what's what's happened? This is what patriarchy is. Well, see, when you hear Kevin Samuel saying all these things, and he's making a man's value synonymous on what he has, on his, on the devil, on his personal property, or the things that he has going for him. That's what patriarchy is. And so when you and so when you see brothers who can't, who feel like they can't live up to that, you you see how they feel that somehow what he's saying is fundamentally unfair. See, and, and this is how. Uh, patriarchy is fundamentally about the oppression of males in the interest of garnering all the females for yourself. That's all it was. <laughs> See, so so if you take <laughs> Kevin Samuel's uh, assessments about being high value, then in essence, what he's what he what he's in essence saying in an indirect and roundabout way is that a woman should get with a man who meets that criteria, and we all know that. In the back of his mind, that's a man like him. You see, that's a man like him. Mm, mm. See, so, so this is what patriarchy is. It's a mating. It's a, it's a mating strategy. But what it does is it suppresses the males who can't, who who, who don't meet up to the criteria that uh, the the controlling group set. That's what it is, man. And so I'm not going to act like brothers don't have a leg to stand on when they show some level of ambivalence to this component when it comes to money. See, you got to realize that, that money is, money is a representation of production and consumption in a, in a given society, in a given environment, males produce and consume and females produce and consume. It is, it is a, a, a flat out lie to assert that men build and women don't. That's bullshit. That's not, that's not the way societies are created or have ever been created. That's not the way civilizations are maintained or have ever been maintained. The male and the female build together because they produce and they consume together. You see, when you're talking about men building, this is 
a thought pattern that was brought about with the industrial industrial age, the industrialized revolution, where you had these 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 industrialists, these capitalists who helped who 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 brought about processes that give us the modernity we exist in today, but in an agricultural setting, in a agrarian economy, everybody works. Children work, women work, men work. This is where you get, like, when you have summertime in school where the kids are out for summertime, that's where that came from. It came from the, the, the agrarian um, economy um, where the children would be off from school during harvest time because they needed the children to work. Children, children work. See, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of things that we buy into. And we think it's gender, but it's not. It's class. It's class. But they'll present it to you like it's gender. Because what it is, you have this ruling uh, industrialized uh, class who would use a lot of notions to exploit the labor force. So children are a labor force, men are a labor force, and women are a labor force. You see? But we'll buy into a lot. Of, we'll buy into a lot of that thing. And I remember when I was on the breakdown panel, and I was explaining that who that is, Ben Souza, this clown. No, no, wars are built. Civilization is built and maintained through wars. No, fool. Civilizations are destroyed through war. They're destroyed through war. Civilizations are built and maintained through food production because we need food to eat, live, and survive. Everything we do is for that. Has nothing, you see what I'm saying? Like, that is, war is how you destroy civilization, not how you build it. But the reason why you say that is because you want to try and minimize the role that, that this woman plays. You want to try and minimize her role. You see? And so this is, this is why they've created certain realities in this industrialized economy where now the woman, as we want to call it, is so-called the breadwinner, right? But you, do, but you realize how we get bread, though, right, Chaos? Somebody has to take, produce the bread, <laughs> make the bread. Bread is a, re- bread is a result of agriculture because bread is made out of what? Grain. Grain, yeah. Yep. So you see how the so you see how so you see how the the money or the dollar or this currency is just a stand-in for that. It's just a stand-in. It's just it's just a representation. You see, but nat but 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 naturally, this is what this is what we do. Like it's the agriculture. Everything is everything is is about agriculture, food production, having that. And so when you don't control any waterways, when you don't control any land, you don't control any industry. So this is why you have you see many brothers having this displaying this ambivalence to what Kevin Samuels is talking about because if you follow the line of reasoning of Kevin Samuels' uh, assessments out to their logical conclusion, then by definition, what this means is that in this society, the high value men are white, not black. Oh, ooh, you see damn. what I'm saying? Like you, you like if you if you find it, this the only logical conclusion you can come to. If you follow that line of line of reasoning and thought processes out, and this is why I I'm not a big proponent of a man or any individual uh, defining their sense of self worth or their sense of value based on what they have. Just like you have it, you cannot have it. 
Just like you have it, you cannot have it in a, in a moment, in a glimpse of an eye. You can lose everything that, everything that you hold near and dear, everything that you think makes you valuable, makes you a high-value man, you can lose. You can lose it. You see? And so that's the reason why, why I reject that type of thinking, even though I, can, I meet the, the benchmarks of what he might be talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't base um, I don't I don't base my value on that. See what happens the moment one of us the moment one of us gets something we want to we want to stand here and feel like we're fucking special. See, they, they, they niggas don't know how to do it. See, I didn't, I cracked the code on how to make money in this capitalist system. See, but, I, uh, Mary, I, I cracked the code. You see, go but, ahead. But, but Mary, that's the whole point that is really if we want to lay it down. It's really the environment in regards to this high value, is really the determined factor of the six bullet points because we do live in a, in a state of capitalism. And a person who could easily capitalize on others really is actually will win and will be what we call high value if they're in a group. And obviously, you know, black men overall, um, some of us do got the money and maybe hit on certain parts of the these bullet points, but we're not really aggregate where it's the group is doing moves. You get me? Mm-hmm. Right. So so when the men that, let's say, have their their opposition to these bullet points, I have an understanding to a degree, you know, but really yeah. truly when we look at just the honing in all six bullet points, to be honest with you, you have to be something more than just black to really even fit the whole narrative. Because really, true, the people that really fit this mold is not us in this country. And yeah. if it is, it's very a tiny percent. It's a very tiny percent. And there's like 50 million black people in this country right. competing against or outnumbered to what they said. I don't want to use numbers because that's what they tell us by over um, 50 out of 100, as a 200 some, wherever the percent number is. But the point is this, that um, in regards to all this, you know, you, a man that falls and fits all these criteria, you're good, and you're actually thriving in a capitalist world. So I have nothing wrong with this, living in a capitalist world. So I agree with this, you know. But to most people that not really think critically that to us as a collective, as black men, because, you know, nowadays we have to look at ourselves as individuals, and you can't do, the, do this in an environment that's operating on a group, you don't get far, you know. So right. I look at every black man that complained about this. I say you should not be complaining about this at all. You should not be giving too much pushback. It is what it is. But I tell you right. one thing, if we want to look at it critically, and what we actually do as men collectively, it's not good. So some of them might be able to say they fit this criteria. That's good. But in regards to doing major moves and scaling upward, no. Nah, that's not going to be reality. If you're a black man, right. if you're a small percent of black men, you need more than that just to make this bullet points and put us enough in a position where this high value really stamps and <laughs> leave a mark amongst other groups of men. Because mm-hmm. in certain positions in high politics, we're not there as men. To really push bills and control just the everyday endeavors of our lives, 
the three basic things, food, clothing, shelter, enough as men, we're not really doing much at all. So to find a few men that is, you know, of quality, that's a small percentage. And really when we talk about the, the whole of – because everybody operates as a group. Everybody plays mm-hmm. a role. We as men, we're very much in a vulnerable spot. So at the end of the day, you know, as a man, like any man, it's something that it is what it is living in a capitalist world if you're going to operate in this country. But in regards doing well as collective as a group, no. That's why when they show us of an uh, image of representation of high value men, most brothers and sisters know that it's people that they that the greatest side push on us, rappers, celebrities, entertainers, right? Right. So where is the people that is in high position of politics have major industries which people can Google and find out? It's not that many of us doing that. But most of our no. energy and, and our diverse resource is in these three areas of, of entertainment. That's it. Mm-hmm. But anything else regards actual things that sustain civilization, we are not even up in the top like that, like we should be. Right. Because think about it. If we're high-value men and they're working group, why we don't have these Fortune 500 um, companies employing our own, controlling, right. building, like, machinery? You know, the things that sustain and compete, you know what I'm saying? Even the people that have degrees, like STEM, engineering, and stuff, who's going to employ them? It's not the ones that are labeled, labeled, say high value, and work as a group to create the corporation to, you know, employ our people. Most of the people that got these degrees have to work for somebody else that's non-black. Let's keep 100, including our women. Right. Well, well, well all anyone would need to do is, is mm-hmm. you know, just, just study the history of labor in this country. You know what I'm saying? In in a in a lot of the la- a lot of the, the wars that took place with between the labor class and the and the capitalist class. You see, like these things weren't weren't uniform and weren't so so um you know uh per- perfectly outlined. Like there was a lot of wars that took place even even amongst you know, white men. When you're talking about white white men who built this modernity or this society as it were you're talking about a very small uh, segment and sector of, of, of white males. You know, men like Andrew Carnegie, J.D. Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, um, Nikola Tesla, um, who's the other guy? Uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, Edison, Thomas Edison, like those people. Yeah, Thomas Edison, especially him. He actually yeah. was high and has a network that out-compete. Um, actually, out-compete. But Tesla... Didn't have that network. He had the knowledge and was very skillful in creating things, but he didn't have that network. So actually, he needed, he needed JP. He needed JP Morgan. But but the, yeah. but the point is, is that JP Morgan in, inherited inherited his that position from his father. You see, and, and see, and, and and this is what happens. This is like this is why you had all those damn you know revolutions over there in Europe because you had this aristocracy. See. From a historical perspective, when you're talking about society, societies historically have been ruled by three, by three aristocracies. You had the merchant aristocracy, you had the religious aristocracy, and you had the military aristocracy. You Can see, you repeat that one more time, um, just for people that will go back and relist it? The three aristocracies okay. again. Yeah, I said from a historical perspective, you societies have been have been ran 
and controlled by three aristocracies, the merchant aristocracy, the religious aristocracy, and the military aristocracy. Mm-hmm. You see? And, and so um, and within that context, the people who are the plugs, who are the serfdom, who did, it, who did the work, the, these people, these people were poor. Like, like essentially, what you have Kevin Samuels outlining and uh, demarcating is 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 elitist. This elitist uh, type of type of rhetoric, <laughs> you know, like to, to say that this is well, this is what makes you a high value a high value man. For me, it, it all depends on what on, on a person's priorities. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I can't argue with your opinion on that. If that's his opinion of what a high value man is. That's his opinion, but what I'm saying is that by by no means is that absolute, because it's because it's it's subjective. It's it's subjective. It's an, it, it's a subjective thing. I think um, from an objective standpoint, there there's a certain template that a man should live up to. Um, but I think that that should that should be within a realm of reason. So if a brother is making fifty thousand a year. Um, and he loves his wife, he loves his children, he doesn't hurt or harm anybody, who would say he's not a high-value man? Who are you to say that? Who are you to sit in that seat and say he's not meeting this, ben- this benchmark or this standard? You see? And so that's why, like, it's, it's, to me, it's nothing to argue over because that's your opinion. Like, if that's what he wants, his, if, that's, if he's saying this is what a high-value man is, that's on him. You know what I'm saying? But that's, I, mm-hmm. I don't define... Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't define my sense of self-worth or, or, or value off of that. Like, like, I don't do that, even though I meet up to the benchmarks. It doesn't, like, that's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. Me meeting, me meeting those benchmarks is just, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a manifestation or a side effect of, of you know my the intangibles that that I possess, my ability to adapt and, and execute my will. You see, so like for me, that's what it is. Because look, listen, like you mentioned, utility to the group. Again, if you take if you take the if you take a man who meets all of that other stuff he's talking about in this modernity, and then you put him and his family in the woods, and he can't navigate. What's your your so you're a low value man? Because you can't survive in that environment. You don't have the skill set to adapt in that environment. See, so it's, it's the leisure and the comfortability afforded to you by modernity that's allowing you to sit up there on your platform and say that. But it's by no means absolute. During, 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 times, of, during times of war, during wartime, who do you think the high-value man is? The, 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 the brother who's making... 10k or 15k or 20k a month, but he, he can't even shoot a gun. Or do you think it's the soldier who's battle tested and battle hardened? Who you think is going to be a high value man in that environment? The soldiers. Exactly. So, so it's environmental. It's not absolute. It's not an it's not an absolute thing, man. And I think we set we set sisters up for failure when we try and try and push these arbitrary metrics of what a good man is or what a man of value is, aside from the intangibles that he may possess. Because, listen, you have women who have got with men who are wealthy, well-connected, everything that he's talking about, and these women met their end at the same hands of that man. 
because he was a goddamn sociopath, a psychopath, or abuser. You see what I'm saying? Or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And see, the reason the reason is, is because in this modern time, in this modern society, everybody has an aversion for work. They have an aversion for work. Not working for the system or working for the board, but working for themselves. So they think that there's something wrong with getting with a person who you can build a life with. We don't believe in building a life with another person. We want the person to come already ready-made. We want the person to come prepackaged with everything that we with everything that we desire. We don't want to help one another get to that next level. We don't want to invest time in another person. When the fact of the matter is that that is how men and women have been doing it thousands of years. See, see, you 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 can't sit here and 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 this is a contradiction in some of his rhetoric. And even though I don't watch all of his stuff. But he talked about this power couple thing. But you gotta keep it that 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 power couple thing is rooted in the idea of a high value man and a high value woman woman getting with a high value man. So you can't make both of the arguments because now you're contradicting yourself. That's a contradiction. You see, and for the exact reason why the power couple is a myth is the exact reason why there's um, some hundreds from brothers when it comes to what you're talking about with being a high-valued man because the fact of the matter is simply these too many brothers do not meet up to that type of benchmark. And it's not necessarily their fault that they don't live up to that type of benchmark because they live in a system that they do not control, that they, that, that they do not run. And this is the exact same thing I was telling who that got complex design on the breakdowns channel. What it is you, yeah. have, you have an indispensable number of people buying for a, 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 a fixed set of positions in the labor force. So just because you have it, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean that there's enough room for another for another brother. Listen, this is something that we see all the time coming from black comics in Hollywood where Hollywood has this one, one black comedian at a time. Tell me I'm lying. No, you're not lying. Tell me you're I'm not lying. lying. Like in, in, in this band time, the comedian is, is, is Kevin Hart. But at one time it was Cat Williams. And at another time it, was, uh, it, was, it may have been Martin Lawrence or it was Eddie Murphy. You see, so you yeah, have Eddie an Murphy indispensable, was the 80s. Number of, yeah. uh, indispensable number of black comics buying for, buying for one position in Hollywood to be that guy. So now we understand what creates the crab in the barrel mentality as it relates to black people, specifically as it relates to black men. So now because this is the reality, you have Steve Harvey going behind Bernie Sanders' back trying to usurp a role from him. Where he told him, I'd do it for half the money because he wants the role. So this is what happens when you have a competition-based system instead of a cooperation-based system. See, in a natural environment, the, the natural inclination of humans is not to compete. It's to cooperate. It's to cooperate. Hmm. Hmm. Because you're already competing against the environment and the dangers within the environment. So the natural inclination of humans is to cooperate, not compete. But we've bought into these ideas of competition within the modernity because our competition makes us exploitable. 
it makes us exploitable. And I'm going to tell you, like Jay-Z, Jay-Z said, broke nigga, rich nigga, real nigga, full nigga, still nigga. Why you talking that high-value man shit? Mm. I feel what you're saying. I understand what you, where you're coming from. But at the end of at the end of the day, you can't you can't place your rest your laurels on that because this shit is this shit is fickle. Just like you have it, you cannot have it. Ask OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 All right. The call number again is seven one two seven seven zero four one six zero. The access code is nine one five. Four one one pound. I repeat, seven one seven one two seven seven zero four one six zero. Access code nine one five four one one pound. Tonight, subject: Chaos Rain presents High Value Man. Does your environment affect your value? And this is my special guest, Amir Brown, on the mic. Um, yeah, Mary, you said a lot. And this is my thing. I take a more holistic approach to things for us as men that what we could do, you know, nor the odds are against us. And I don't want no black man feels that, that they should not even attempt to try or try to better themselves. But no one said that to reach this plateau, you're going to have serious hurdles and doing it by yourself. The hurdles only get even harder. The one thing with the um, comments, the comedians that you mentioned I narrowly put that into thinking that they only come up with one black comedian every 10 years or close to a decade. Because when I was following, like, um, you know, they fought a table of comedians for the last 40 years. All mm-hmm. I see, like you said, Amiri, is only one major comedian every 10 right. years. And Kevin Hart was the last one of this dec of the last decade. Right. So, so, if everything falls, like you said, the new one that's coming up right now is going to be the trend for the next 10 years. Right. And there are so many black comedians. But why does only a small one, one of them they show as a front face? Well, they, there's like thousands of white comedians. And the answer to that is because we do not run the entertainment business. Exactly. You don't, you don't, you don't run it. You just, you just looking for a position. You just looking for a position in there to, to um, monetize your labor, you know, and, and make and make money. But in the, in the final analysis, the power dynamic remains the same. You see, and so uh, this is why I've talked about pro power politics and how, you know, it, it it has to be it has to be that type of way. But I don't think. Um, it's it's in the best interest or it behooves black men or black people for that matter to mimic this competition based ideology and philosophy because this is what that is what creates the crab in the barrel mentality. You have to realize that it's about cooperation. You see, and so if if you're a brother who has it going on, I, I don't think you should weaponize that against another brother who doesn't. I try not to do that. Now I, I I will do it if they're trying if a you know somebody trying to talk shit but I don't walk around thinking I'm better than another brother because this brother making sixty thousand dollars a year or he might not you know be a be a homeowner he I own he rent like I don't think like that but you have a lot of brothers who do 
you have a lot of dudes who do. And this is why you'll see me kick back against that type of thinking. You see, if, if you're a person who has it going on, then you should count your blessings. You shouldn't use your blessings and weaponize that against people who, against people who aren't as fortunate as you. Because just like you have it, you cannot have it. And I think, and I, and I think that's the point. That's the point. Man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I've gone through the bullet points. Um, you know, it's interesting because we live now in an age of technology that there are going to be more millionaires sprout up because things are more digital and people are able to accomplish things much faster with the help of technology and with internet and with a computer now, that the only thing that I hope down the line when it comes to us as people, especially black men or young black men coming up, that they don't lose their, I guess, their connectedness towards the group, knowing they have not been trained and groomed to understand how a group works amongst black people. Because right. we all know society creates individualism. Hell, the system cannot keep up or maintain the whole on people in general without putting the notion of that you could do it, but you only could do it as an individual. And there's too much examples of individual success until not enough of the group success. Mm. That's why when I see when they promote things through medias, same media outlets that black people complain, especially black men, that we do not control, they're going to keep depicting you as something less than, scum of the earth, can't amount mm. stuff, can't accomplish stuff. And we know there are many men that's doing a lot of great things and doing positive things. I think, mm-hmm. just for off topic, I see them promoting this um, WNBA basketball woman married to a man in prison, that he just got out of prison. And they're showing that not only you not ain't shit about shit or not do nothing, but now that you that's been incarcerated in this same system are no value right now to no person. And no way you're going to get up on some is for the assistance of your woman. And I think it's very much a slap in the face and disrespect to a lot of black men to find mm. these media outlets doing that. But what do you expect when you don't have your own media? And I'm going to say this personally to a lot of men that will listen to this that a lot of you Negroes don't support your best interests or your best cause. And I mean it for by my heart. Well, a lot of content creators or anybody that's putting out media for the best interest to push back against the depictions of black men, it's only you men or just black men in general give the great pushback. Because why I say it's because you do not support or put money into your interests. And I don't, I'm not going to waste time. I, well, I'll be honest. I'm not going to shame you on the average that you should be doing what you should be doing already for the best interest of black men. But it's going to come to a point, I'm telling black men, if you're hearing this, it might have to come down to that, to our people that's putting out content. Because this has now become ridiculous. The reason why mm-hmm. most men move the way they do and not give me what you need and deserve, because you're not putting your own money into this. Like other groups and other groups will support and see other groups do well in the group. But when it comes to us as men, and your so-called feminist female 
ass mindset, thinking. You feel this man ain't shit. I ain't putting money in it. That's how you think. And yeah. I know I'm not lying. The Mary knows vouch me that that's how they these dudes are thinking. Because I could expect this yeah. from some of the females, but when a man operates, this, it's detrimental. We're in this group. Yeah, well, like I told you, like I told you, everybody, like in this in this day and age, it's all about immediate gratification. And like I said, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, men and women, they they don't want to have to build anything with another person. They want that person to already come, you know, prepackaged. You know, they don't want to mm-hmm. they don't want to help they don't want to help a person like that person. Yeah. They might, you know, what I'm saying they don't, don't want to invest in invest in a person, invest in <laughs> invest in one another build their life together or, or any of those things. Uh-huh. You see? Like they, they, they want it all they want it you know, very individual very individualized, man. You know, very individualized, um, you know, as as men and women in this day and age. And I and like I said, despite the fact that this is the way men and women have been doing it for for thousands of years, man. You know? Um and so a lot, like, a, like you know, a lot of this is driven by modernity. You have a lot of, you know, social media. To be honest with you, social media has been an anathema to black society. You see, it's been, it, it's been an anathema, man. Like, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. helped to proliferate a lot of errant ideas and wrong-headed thinking. And, and a lot of times, those who, who peddle this stuff, they get the most traction, you know, yeah, and, and they, they get the most. They get the most. Um, you know, the most traction, man, and and and, and even and like, and it's it's unrealistic. You know, like like I've talked about how you know many brothers, they want they they basically want these these women to be, um, you know, some prostrated doormat. You know, and that's just not. Number one, it's not realistic. And number two, women have never really operated like that. Like, if you think women didn't didn't have have a voice in their homes and in their households and in their relationships, then something wrong with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we bought into a lot of that, um, into yep. a lot of those tropes and lies about the male female dynamic. That that should not that's not necessarily the reality. You know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily the reality. These women just wasn't. You know, sitting up somewhere and just being being controlled and, and and ran ragged like that. Like they've always had, you know, a sense of of uh, of authority in in their home and in their relationship, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was, that's what you trying to tell them. So a lot of stuff they advocate for it was never it was it wasn't really happening like that anyway. That's that's just a myth. You know what I'm saying? That's a myth, man. Like, these women ain't stupid. Yep. You know, she, yep. she has a mind of her own. She has a brain. She can think. She can feel. Like, but you know, like I said, this is what gets the this this is the type of shit that gets the traction. So, like, what you expect? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, what, what mm-hmm. you expect with a lot of, um, you know, brothers and sisters, and 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 their thinking, man. You know, we have one caller. Let me see what this is. All right, caller, I'll open your line. Who's this? Uh, Big J here. Um, 
Well, let uh, I got to say, Mary, um, you're you're somewhat right about um, um, you know what 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 uh, the expectations that guys have, but but you also have to sit there and look at some of that. And I'm only saying some of it is only just a reaction to the uh, the un the unrealistic unre- re- expectations women have. Uh, because you know some women have these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations, and you know we always hear we always hear the baby boomers, especially the baby boomer men who want to be people's YouTube daddies, and um, and they always they always, they always want to talk about oh you need to protect and provide, and and that that word provide means it's two different things, and, and women. Women think, though, oh, you have to have a six-figure income to to provide for for, for for me and shit, and woo woo woo. And some of them guys, and, and realistically, not everybody's gonna get that six-figure. So it's only gonna be what a few out of that number that's gonna get that six-figure income. So I mean, so uh, so I, so the next level guys gonna do is okay. Well, since I'm looked upon as a a beast, a beast with burden. Um, I'm just going, going, going to play field then. That's that's what we, that, that's partially, partially what's going on. But uh, uh, but you're right. The women did have a sense of agency within within herself in the home. That's why that, 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 that's why I look, I look at these Negroes online talking about. Let's go back to the old days in 1950, nigga. Niggas, some of y'all were born in 1985. You you don't know shit about 1955 and what and what and what your grandmother did or what your great grandmother did. You go quit the bullshit because you don't know. See, some people don't even don't know who who their grandparents are. I talk to my to my to my grandparents. All this bullshit you hear on social media are good things good back in the 1950s, 60s. If I talk to my grandparents right, 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 right now, and they, they are still here, they'll sit there and tell you that's some bullshit. So that, so that, so that it, went, it, it went down like that because her ass, the grandma and great grandma was working too. You see, they, you know, they, 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 they want to leave it to believer. Some of these Negroes have to leave it to believer idea about how black women were or how women were back in the day. That's not, that that is a fallacy. That, that's a dumbass argument. I'm done. That's true. Now, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with, I agree. That's, that's not, you know, that's not how it really was, man. <laughs> you know, like, nah, it wasn't. Look, you say, you say, you say, you say something. I'm sitting down uh, uh, the, uh, the other day, the other day, I'm sitting down, sit down with, with, with my grandparents, right? Mm. And, and they were telling me what they had to do. Okay, they're talking. Well, you know, you know, you know what, you know what we did. Both of them, both of them, grandma and grandpa, were talking to me, right? They're telling mm-hmm. me, uh, they have to get on a fucking ass train during during the winter, no, during the summertime to pick some goddamn cotton, and then mm-hmm. come back home so that my mother and her uncles and my uncles and my aunt can have. School clothes for for school. Both of them did. 
that put them over there at, at grandma's house, great grandma's house and shit. So, so, so I'm getting really tired of this lot. I'm getting tired of this fallacy that Negroes who, who don't know, who don't know, don't know, don't know who 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 gave birth to, who don't know their grandparents. How many niggas don't know their grandparents? And what, what they, you know, if they, if, they, if their grandparents were still here, they would listen to this story. They wouldn't go online saying that stupid bullshit about, about oh, this was Mayberry, or this was a leader to Beaver, and, and, and June Cleaver, she was at home all day while he was at work. That ain't happened like that. It ain't happened mm-hmm. like that at all. They all need, right. but they need to spend some time in a nursing home and talk to the elders in these nursing homes how life was, really was like. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people better off under Jim Crow. Get the fuck out. That that is that is that's the other thing I get I get tired of hearing. We were better off under Jim Crow. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here with that too. Get out of here with that dumb shit too. Mom, I'm done. Yeah. All right. That, thank yeah, you, Big J. That's a lot of those are those are a lot of tropes that get settled, man. Like the whole even the Jim Crow thing. <laughs> you know, it's romantic. Mm-hmm. That's what people romanticize in the past, man. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what that is. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that could be Jay. And I guess no one else has raised their hand. And like I said, Amiri, you know, we have passed the one hour mark. Um, okay. um one thing I do want to say. Oh, hold on. Somebody now raise their hand. Let me open this line. Hello. Yeah, I want to cut your wisdom. It's JNYC. Finish what you're gonna say. I'll talk after. Go Um. No, if you have a question, ask it now because, you know, I'm, I will soon conclude the depending if anybody else has callers. So go ahead. You're free right. to Right. Well, it wasn't a question. It's more of a comment or add-on. Just say that, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everybody has um, a certain standard. Um, you know, everybody's not on the same level. Um, I think that is the, the important thing is finding what your standard is, what, you know, what are you looking for, and find that person that meets that criteria and vice versa, that y'all could uh, uh, come together like a puzzle, you know, and, and, and if that's um, you your know, standard. That, um, Jay, actually that's not really the focus of the show. It's, it's actually more focused on the high value. To be honest right, right. That's what I'm saying. The high value in general. I'm saying that 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 people have, you know, what is a high standard is it, it could break down to many different things. But I'm what I'm saying is that if you're shooting for the top, if you're looking for the, you know, the financial mm-hmm. this, financial that, I mean, you have to meet, you know, if that's what you you can provide and and you comfortable with that, then then so be it. But you know, it, it, there's no, uh, if you want to say there's no standard amongst, like, you know, uh, if you want to say there's a, everybody puts their standard. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, we have this general uh, 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 idea of what this is or what this should be or what I am or what makes me uh, 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 successful. But at the end of the day, as long as you're comfortable and the other person that you're connecting with is comfortable, I think that you know, that can work out, you know what I'm saying? But, again, you know, what high value is, you know, can go into different places. People uh, uh, look at it in different, you know, ways, and, and, and you know, it's not all the same. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Now, Mary, um, for anything um, concluding this, um, I know that you said you're going to take 
your channel to a different direction. You say you're going to give it a different name. I'm not sure when you're going to make this so official. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Somebody raise their hand. Let me see what this is. Uh, All right. Hello? I'll be in line. Who's this? What's up, guys? It's Fax. Okay. How you doing, Fax? Um, you doing? Do you have anything, a question or some type of comment Why would this to the thing? topic? Talking about standards? No, it's that, that's not the basic show. Oh, I'm sorry. I just heard Jay. Okay, I'll fall back and I'll, and I'll, um, Thank I'll you. wait. All right. So, Mary, like the direction of your channel and anything else that you're trying to, I guess, get somewhat accomplished by the end of this year, mm-hmm. um, have you have an ideal yet of moving forward? Um, because um, to be honest with you, because be honest with you, because you know I've been around with you for some time now, and you have brought a different element to Black intelligentsia or intellect right. to the community, and it's always because you know a lot of people don't ask much because you make your presence known when it's needed. That where do you see even the great liberators down the line going on twenty twenty one? You know, potentially this is like a um, you know. A glimpse. No, I mean, I, I mean, what, what what I would like to do is, what I always wanted to do is, you know, just try and elevate the social, political, and economic, intellectual vibration of of black people. But that's that's a heavy lift. That's that's like pulling teeth. And and to be honest with you, it just doesn't it just doesn't get a lot of traction, and the reason why is because, as it stands, what we tend to do is, we we pay for what we want, but we beg for what we need, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and what I mean by that is it's, it's it's a priority thing. We don't prioritize the type of information that we need to be prioritizing. You see, we like to play. We like to we like to play around until. Something in, in something in the environment shifts, and now all of a sudden it's old shit. Now, you see what I'm saying? Now all of a sudden it's old shit. So, I, I think what what I'm going to focus on is is um, you know issues that's that's relevant to black men, but intelligent black men. And I'm not talking about black men who claim to be intelligent, but um, are short on providing evidence of that. I'm talking about brothers who are really intelligent and really informed or want to be informed and want to think critically um, about uh, issues that's integral to everyday, everyday life, particularly for, for, for black society and more specifically for black men. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, easy, it's easy to just come on here and say what people want to hear. Like it's easy to do that. You see? And you know, build up a channel or a following, doing that. But like, if if I could have been there, that if that's what I wanted to do, like it's not hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, you can't tell me you don't have guys who and and sisters too, for that matter, who get on here and say shit that they know they don't really they don't really live, they don't really believe in, or they don't really feel, but they're saying it because they know that's what the, that's what their the listeners want to hear. Their listeners want to hear. And what I want, right. I want an audience that's mature enough to to sit and listen to something they may not want to hear, or that 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 may not get, you know, uh, 
their, you know, tickle their fancy, so to speak. You see, like those are the types of things I want to I want to do and I want to talk about. And so it's just it's just you keep you know plugging away at it until you find the core a core audience who who's down with that, who's able to do that. Because I'm not gonna sit on here and tell your ass what you want to hear, man. You know what I'm saying? If you that's what you want, go to church. I told, like I told you, we put down a lot of us have put Jesus down, but we ain't put church down. It's that church thing. They just want somebody who wants to sit up here and tell them what they want to hear, man. I don't do that because I don't talk just to be talking. What you was about to say? Well, girl, can I interject something? How you doing, Mark? Hey, what's up? This all facts. What's up, man? It, yeah, hey, man, you've been sparking a lot of controversy. Yeah, yeah, your means. And I, I understand where you're going at. But since right. you're the guest, I really want to ask you a serious question, brother. And okay. I understand what, 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 what you're trying to do. And mm. just looking at I've been on here for about seven years. And I'm saying right. it's real difficult for, I think, me or you to really be, like, real, real serious adult, not high school, adult personal counseling on social media. Right. If you really want to get reaching to somebody, you're going to have to get old traditional, talk to them, and get behind the scenes and be intimate with that person. Intimate not having sex, but intimate as far as opening up with that person. You can't do that on social media. And two, I yeah, think, is a balance. And this is my question. How do you balance from, okay, you know what, we need to go in this direction to, you know what, uh, I'm talking about a subject where it's a personal, it's, it's people's personal prerogative. You know, it's like, mm. okay, you can do what, and, but what you're doing behind closed doors may be your business, but then when you come, um, when you come out outside your house, then I, that's where mm. I think we can go. So I think it's about, that's, that's my first question to you. And number two, since you talk about relationships, I heard a lot of men who criticize and married men, and I'm, I just want to get to take on this, mm-hmm. um, who criticize a lot of men for not being with their um, women or living in the same group with their women. And these are married men, and they said if their wife would ever in their life call the police on them at their house for any reason, the relationship is over. Do you think a man making that statement, and I'm talking about these are married men, Amari, making that right. statement, do you think him making that blanket statement, I don't care, I don't care what it's for, she ever do it, I ain't coming back in this house no more, it's a divorce, and I'm going to be a joint custody father. By the way, these men always criticize men for leaving. Do you think that's extreme? And if they're making that blanket statement online, do you really think that they can live that out? For, I mean, most men, I'm not saying all, and don't think I'm saying right. all men, but for the most part. <laughs> and I'll fall back and listen to you, brother. All right. Um, no, no, I, I think that is extreme depending on, um, you know, what's going on. Now, uh, because I, I, I had, I mean, one time I had a sister call me, and she was talking about how the guy she was, was getting physical with her, and she had some ambivalence about calling the police. And what, what I find particularly funny is that, that – They'll say things like that, but then when you talk about the reality of of, of powerlessness um, that black men live under in this society, they'll reject it. You see what I'm saying? But that's where that's coming from. The reason why you why you saying that about the police thing is because you understand your situation. But then if, if 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 we sit here and talk about how you how as a group you're powerless, 
then you want to sit here and, t- and claim it's a Cynthia G talking point or deflect or try and call names. You see? But um, it's, it, it, it depends on, on, on the reason. Like, like, she's not obligated to sit there and take no ass whooping from your black ass. If, like, if this dude is, is beating on this woman, she's supposed to just take her ass whooping and not call the police fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? How about not engaging in behavior that would, that would have to have a call the police? How about that? Now, if it's a situation where you ain't really doing that, you're not the aggressor, you're not the instigator, and she's just calling the police trying to weaponize the police against you and levy a false claim and a false charge of you doing, you know, this, that, and the third, then that's something different. Then, yeah, I can understand um, that being a deal breaker for brothers. But if, you, if you're sitting there and you doing shit you ain't got no business and you're trying to beat this woman's ass or whatever the case is, and her calling the police is justified. She's not obliged to sit there and take no ass whooping, man. And I tell any woman that. You know what I'm saying? I tell any woman that. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at it. You know, but I, I can I can see it being a deal breaker. I can see that. If if like I know if I ain't doing nothing, and then you just call them to get yeah, me but my, my, Yeah, but uh, my, real quick, I want to add. Um, but my whole mm-hmm. point is. Every man, like, relationship is kind of personal. That's why I wanted you to think about how, how, how deep can you go, whereas though when you're talking about relationships, whereas though, uh, like, relationships is a real personal thing. So, like like I said, how, how do you spit from that's a personal prerogative, whereas though, hold up, mm-hmm. we can't be treating our men and women like this, and that should be the right. standard. How do you balance that? But what I was saying is, when they were making my point, uh, their point, I was saying is, you're letting every man, I mean, well, you're letting everybody know that every man has their lines. Because some, some men can go back. Some men can't, depending on right. what the situation is, like you say. So, mm-hmm. so, 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 so when they were making that just blanket statement, I said, well, how can you criticize these guys to leave their wife because she came out his, uh, her mouth wrong? Now, he ain't going to whip her ass, but she called him a right. bad name. He ain't, you know what I'm saying? And you, and then yeah. I might say, man, that's petty. Stay with your family. Don't bring a happy home and stuff like that. Stuff like that. So, but I'll fall back and listen to you. But that's that's where I was okay. coming from. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I, every man has his line. So yeah, it is. It's just objective. Men and that's women. True. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, one thing I want to say for and this um, in regards to the man trying to um, leave his wife because he called police. I look at domestic abuse a little different, and the reason why I look at it a little differently, because I'm finding that a lot of women are playing that role into the abuse part that's leading to both of them putting hands on each other. But let's say, all right, this man, for what reason, you and him get an argument, you say something, he punch you, slap you, and all stuff. Normally, what will happen, then yes, you have no choice but to call the man, you know how brothers like to hear that, the man, and have him handle it and file the report, make sure the domestic abuse, make sure it's all validated, then I will understand to do that. Now, if he leaves you after he knows that he should not physically abuse you because you get into an argument or you might have said this or wrong and he just punch you or slap you in the back of your head for no reason, <laughs> Then, then obviously, 
I'm sorry. I try to hold myself because I said, but then uh, by all means, you know, that's probably the best thing for you, sweetie, boo-boo, because you should not be mm-hmm. in no serious marriage or relationship and you're dealing with a serious abuser physically, you know. I always harp that men and women should always keep their hands to themselves. And the problem is a lot of women have been not been nurtured or groomed by their their mother <laughs> to to know you're not supposed to handle man. I don't give a crap what it is. Right. And because it's now, I have to look at abuse, especially domestic abuse, differently now. So, like I said, call the police should be last resort. And like I said, if he has done what I've said just now, then, yeah, you don't really need to be in a relationship with him. So I'll leave it at that. So, Mary, um, you know one thing, because I am your good friend, Chaos Rain, um, I'm here, not only support, but I, I, too, I put my, you know, help any way I can yeah. because, you know, I'm in this, you know, as long as you could take it, you know, because yeah. I did make a conscious devotion to this. You know, I didn't have to, but I see that yeah. this could potentially be some, just like my other good friend, Mr. Faulkner, and the free food that I give my time and energy to see where it can go to grow and have actual platforms and outcome. And I feel, as a man, it will not be accomplished by individualism. Yeah. I already made it clear. If I'm trying yeah. to, say, make a sense of a media, I have to work with the few black men that I'm around if they give me the mm-hmm. grant ability. Right. Um, that's how we had to move forward. And I tell most black men that's listening to the broadcast, not every black man you work with or black person you work with is always going to be in your favor or going to be for your, you know, best interests. So the best advice mm-hmm. I can give it to you is if you have a mission, aim and goal, see who else sees that same mission, aim and goal, and see what the two of you or whoever in the group could accomplish together. Mm-hmm. And trust me, you will go far, because God knows every other group of men work as a collective. Yeah. Right? We see them fighting or whatever situation they have in their um, endeavors, they keep that in-house. And it's going to come to a point as Batman Surface that we don't agree to screen, it has to be in-house. we got to stop putting our business in front of public to others to see that our dysfunction and disunity. Because that's mm-hmm. where they capitalize the most. So in right. conclusion of this high-value thing, yes, both points do make sense. But the problem is there's not enough black men in general to really make this official for our prosperity as black men overall to accomplish and to reach the end goal where we have the outlets and the necessary manufacturers, all the above, to make us actually compete. And I tell you right now, it's going to take more than education. We're going to have to work together as a group, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So put down your yeah. bickering, put down all your issues we have amongst each other now, today, tomorrow, wherever day, and start working together. And I'll leave that note. I'd like to thank you again, the great liberal, Amir Brown, for being my guest tonight on this very much um, hot topic, I like to call it, but I think we kind of addressed the um, the actual um, spook that sat behind the door with this um, high value thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. All right, man. But, all right. Thank you. Thank you again, Mary. Take care. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening to tonight's broadcast. 
If you missed what you heard, you know there's always the playback on Facebook. If not, you know you can always catch this broadcast on Chaos Rain channel. You know, I probably will put some of the links on the description of this show. Um, but other than that, thank you again for listening. Tune in for the next broadcast. It's going to be a pretty good one. Till next time, take care, and good night. Thank you again for listening to another great broadcast. I'd like to give a shout out to the great liberal himself, Amir Brown. If you may, please follow him on Facebook and on YouTube. Type in the Great Liberator. And like always, comment, subscribe, and like this video. You can also follow me on Twitter at ChaosRain7. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Thank you, guys. Ring!